Hey, all you nostalgic potheads. Welcome to 90210 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Beanwell Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and This Endorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 19, My Funny Valentine. Kendra, I feel like this is maybe the longest we've gone without seeing each other's face. <laughs> since we started this podcast in a long time yeah i was just thinking that it's been a it feels like forever since we last recorded we had two only been a couple weeks weeks. that's right yeah but we're back but i do i do i honestly feel like you know we didn't do like a wednesday night hangout either so i feel like this really is the longest we've gone without (laughs) seeing each other maybe maybe since we met (laughs) (laughs) i think you might be right all right, let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode originally aired on February 12th, 1997. One birthday, Valentine's birthday, to James Eckhouse, a.k.a. Jim Walsh. He turned 42. It still blows my mind that he was as young as he was. Yeah. Because this Definitely. is seven. He was like mid-30s when the show started. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> That's like Gabrielle Carteris age. Crazy. Hopefully they're doing well in, where are they? China? Yeah, Hong Kong. They're living? They're in Hong, Hong Kong. Kong specifically, yes. Got it. Movies on February 14th. We got a couple here. First one is Absolute Power, directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. Okay. I haven't, I haven't Never heard it. of it. I watched it Cry Western? Macho and it was kind of silly, but, you know. <laughs> really? It well, looks good. It was a cry macho was like, you know, it's, a, it's like a sort of a new style Western that Clint Eastwood had been wanting to make for like decades. And so he made it and they didn't change the script, but he's like fully in his 90s. So yeah. He's like <laughs> getting into fist fights and like betting women. And I'm like, God bless because you are pushing 100 years old. And I'm to believe that you can still swing your arm, let alone connect and cause pain to the other person. OK, more like, like cry foul. <laughs> Am I right, Kendra? It's like how Harrison Ford's too old for the Indiana Jones movies, but mm-hmm. they keep making them. They keep doing it. They keep doing it. Yeah. Fools Russian, starring Selma Hayek and 90210 alum Matthew Perry. <laughs> that's what he's best how, known for. That's yeah. how he's referenced. Yeah. 90210 alum Matt Perry. <laughs> uh, I do remember this movie. I did watch this movie. Did you see it? No. Oh, it's kind of fun. Selma Hayek and Matthew Perry fall in love. And then, you know, her brothers like haze him and it's a whole thing. And like, we're from two worlds, but we love each other. It was pretty fun. Fun. Yeah. That Darn Cat, a remake of the classic Disney movie starring Christina Ricci and Doug E. Doug? Dougie Doug. Yeah. It helps me. (laughs) You're so confused. Yeah, Dougie Doug. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Uh, it helps when you just, when you say You just got to roll right through. Um, Kendra's over I, there being like Douglas E. Douglas. Who, who is that? <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I knew who Christina Ricci was when I first saw this movie because oh. I didn't remember it was her. I can't remember if I saw the original or the new one first, but I loved that darn cat. 
So did my wife. I never, I mean, I love classic Disney. I love like live action Disney movies of that era. That was Haley Mills. Uh, and I haven't seen either. I haven't seen that one, nor have I seen the oh, Doug you, e. You should watch the original. I think I really liked the the remake. Okay. But I really, really like the original. And it's in like yeah, black and there. white and everything. And oh, I yeah. loved it. Okay. I don't know why. I just right. thought it was great. So. Maybe I'll do it. They call the cat DC for darn cat. That's cute. I don't know. It's cute. Yeah. Last one is Vegas Vacation, the fourth movie in the Vacation series starring Chevy Chase. And Beverly D'Angelo. How do you feel about those movies? I've only ever seen Christmas Vacation. I haven't seen no. the other ones. I think I've so. only seen Christmas Vacation and this one. I love Christmas Vacation. It's a must watch for it's me around Christmas. I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus in that movie. She's just so over it. She's so angry the whole time. It's so, <laughs> it's fun. so funny. Yes, it really is. TV on February 15th, the beloved Disney animated series Gargoyles aired its final of 78 episodes. Yeah, boy, beloved is right. I've never seen a single episode of this, but like, really? Never. But like, everybody, everybody, all my college friends, I went to a Star Trek convention in college, surprising no one, with my roommate and another friend of ours. And Gargoyles is kind of famous for like, everybody in it is like a Star Trek character. You know, like they're all the voice yes. actors seem like at some point. And Jonathan Frakes was headlining the Star Trek convention. And my roommate, Greg, had a David Xanatos card, which was his character from Gargoyles. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we're all slapping down our Star Trek stuff. I had a Riker comic and Greg gets up there and puts down this Gargoyles card. And Frakes is like, oh, my gosh, like he was just so shocked that it wasn't Star Trek, you know. And he was like, man, I loved that show. And he and Greg had this little conversation about how cool Gargoyles was. <laughs> I can't believe you're best friends with my husband and you've never seen any Gargoyles. I, I don't know how I don't know how I've got He was watching part. it recently and I was like, is that Jonathan Frakes yeah. I hear? And it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and Frakes has fond memories of the uh, of the show. I can tell you that firsthand. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> All right. Let's look at some New York Times bestsellers for the week of February yeah. 16th, 1997. Sure. Deep Deep Waters by Jane Ann Krentz. Okay. I don't even know that author. I've never heard her I don't name know before. That she's still writing. I'm not sure if she's still alive, but that was, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised to see that here in the 90s. The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. Ooh, wow. Kendra. I forget that that's a 90s book. Yeah. Kendra and I did a whole spotlight together over on the All the Book Show for the David A. Howe Library talking all about Nicholas Sparks. I read Knights and Rodante. That's still the only one <laughs> I've ever read. Which is a good read. one. I liked I that like one. Book. I hate the movie, but I liked the book. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. Um, I love this movie. I still have not read the book all the way through, but okay. I've read the sequel to it, The Wedding, and I cried oh. and cried. It's so okay. good. Classic tearjerker. Is that Rachel McAdams? Is, am I making that up? Yes. Okay. Nope, that's correct. All right. Airframe by Michael Crichton. Mm. Never heard that title, but I, I know who Michael it. Crichton is. I haven't read it. The Clinic by Jonathan Kellerman and Hornet's Nest by Patricia Cornwell. <laughs> Hornet's Nest is one of the, I don't know, it must have been, I mean, here it is on the New York Times bestseller in the 90s, but they must have printed this book until all of the ink ran dry because you will never go to a, a library book sale or like a used bookshop without a copy of Patricia Cornwell's Hornet's Nest. Now I'm going to see it. Every used bookstore I go to, I'm going to see it. You're going to. That and Tailspin by Catherine Coulter. I don't know why, but those two books are 
everywhere. They were like, everyone's going to want this book. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay, continuing our streak of seeing these in the wild. uh, I found this one with my own two eyes. After her time (laughs) as Celeste Lundy on 90210, Jennifer Grant popped up as Ellen Horton opposite George Newbern in The Evening Star, a follow-up to the Academy Award-winning movie Terms of Endearment. The film follows Shirley MacLaine's character Aurora Greenway and features Jack Nicholson and Juliette Lewis. I didn't know there was a follow-up to Terms of Endearment. There is, and I kind of liked it better. I feel like that's... I I don't think you're supposed to say that, but I did kind of like it better. (laughs) I haven't seen Terms of Endearment, so I can't comment on that. But All right. Let's look at our synopsis for My Funny Valentine. I can't believe we haven't used this title yet. It's like We're seven seasons in and we haven't... We haven't at all. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day and the Peach Pit After Dark snags Luther Vandross. <laughs> yeah. Super. That's yeah. a get right there. Vandross, yeah. Uh, firefighter Cliff Yeager rolls back into town, adding a new variable to the brewing love triangle with Donna, David, and Chloe. To pile on more stress, Valerie's mom, Abby, shows up in Beverly Hills and Tracy tricks herself into thinking she was proposed to. Oh, gosh that was when i texted you tracy's so stupid that's what i was talking about and just for the record kendra responded tracy who it's been a it's been a busy couple weeks it's been a busy couple yeah because i had just been messaging you about like something else yeah and then you were like tracy sucks and i was like wait what are we talking about (laughs) i try to forget tracy exists between recordings yeah i gotta i gotta get some time away yep all right, who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick? Today's episode was directed by David Semmel and written by Jessica Klein. The title comes from the Richard Rogers song of the same name, which debuted in 1937 as part of the musical Babes in Arms. That's right, it is part of that musical. It is. I forgot Kendra, about that. This is going to surprise you, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in Babes in Arms. What? I was in Babes in Arms. I played Peter. My friend Bo, who listeners might remember from our Pride Month book club crossover, uh, played Val. And yes, we did we did Babes in Arms together. I had to do a, a little a cowboy dance in in one number. Terrible lyrics in Babes in Arms. Uh, yeah, surprising no one that you're yeah. in that musical. <laughs> trying to get into a musical for months i know no one no one will cast me you've 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 been on a whatever the opposite of a hot streak is and i feel you because that's that's hard that's tough stuff stuff yeah 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 all right uh yes as far as main cast members here no joey tata that's two episodes in a row keeping score there is we'll get there but there is a random waitress who takes their order and i was like who are you have have we seen her before? Yes. Where is Nat? Yes, let's jump right to recurring players because that was Nancy Fernandez as Nadine. She, like Willie, is one of those characters in the Peach Bit where she's around a lot and sometimes they toss her a line. So she's been in quite a few episodes to this point, but okay. never never does she give it. It was much just of so she was just like they like pointed the camera right at her. She's yeah. the only person in frame. I don't know. I know it feels like what is like Joey Ted. I have pneumonia or something. It was weird. I think it's like they didn't change anything. They were just like, have this lady say the lines. Mm -hmm. So anyway, aside from Nancy Fernandez, we had we have Kane Pacoy as Tom Miller, Natalie Sigliuti as Chloe Davis, Dan Gaudier as Dick Harrison, pothead Dick Harrison. We're learning today. Greg Vaughn back as Cliff Yeager. It's been a while. 
it's been a while since uh, Donna endangered the lives of all of those around her by trying to spoon feed a deer <laughs> during a brush fire. Yeah. Uh, we have Julie Nathanson as Ellen Fogarty. So we have Who's not Ellen Fogarty. Ellen Fogarty was the one from uh, season five where it was like she was a jock who got in the fraternity. And then like we oh. don't see anything else. And I think she was back. I don't remember this clearly, but it's in IMDb and all the places that she's there. And I see that she has several other things coming back. So maybe they kind of just planted her here and they're going to give her more. I do not remember her in on. this episode. I don't I don't remember her either. So if we're wrong, we'll accept <laughs> judgment from our listeners. Yeah. Uh, but it it was an IMDb and like the fandoms and stuff. So who knows? Uh, we have a new recurring player here. Michelle Phillips here is Abby Malone. We've had conversations, phone conversations with Abby, but we've never seen or heard anybody from Valerie's family. We had a flashback with the dad a while back, but here we go. Abby Malone in the flesh. She's best known for her television work, uh, long running roles on search for tomorrow and knots landing, but she's most widely known in the world as being mama Michelle. Part of the mamas and the papas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she she did quite a bit of acting here. She never sings in the episode, but she is Mama Michelle. So I we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Uh, we also have Michael D. Roberts as Martin Burns. He's best known for playing Rooster on Beretta, but he has lots of guest spots in shows like The Incredible Hulk, Quantum Leaf, Sweet Life, and Parks and Rec. And then finally, we have Luther Vandross. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, Luther Vandross is like doing David a solid and singing at the Peach Pit after dark, I guess. But he, he's a winner of several Grammys, Soul Train Awards, uh, American Music Awards. Here he is playing himself. Uh, he sings his hits Here and Now. Did you recognize that one? Here and Now. You know? I, I think I did recognize it. Oh, yeah. That one. And you uh, love don't love you anymore. OK, I'm glad you <laughs> found the title because I was looking for it and I... Those are the ones those are the ones that he sings. Uh, he did appear as the Grand Wizard on Eureka's Castle and Reggie Hunter on Touched by an Angel. There are other all of his other TV appearances are just as himself. But those are two characters. Played he by wasn't untouched by an angel. Luther Vandross. I know for sure. I mean, I wasn't, but a lot of people were. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. You'll have to tell me how this officially starts. I have that it starts with Brandon and Tracy talking about Valerie. Was there something before that? Yeah, I think, I think that's okay. True. So Tracy's saying that that she and Valerie had kind of like a heart to heart, and Valerie told her about you know her father's suicide and and all that stuff. And Brandon's a little surprised that Valerie feels close enough to Tracy to tell her those things. I certainly don't feel that close to Tracy. <laughs> Me either. Tracy reminds Brandon that it is Valentine's Day. And she says, you oh. know, what are you going to get me? And he's like, well, I'm already taking you to see Luther Vandross. Like, what else do you want? It's a pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good she prize. She says, well, I want flowers and candy and all that stuff. But then she decides, you know, all I want is you. Just kidding. That's all I need. <laughs> After the intro at Kelly Donna Claire's, Donna is not doing so hot. She has just been lying in bed, super like depressed, I guess, since the whole fiasco at the at the studio last episode. And you know, give her a break is what I say. Yeah, I would take a little time. <laughs> Claire and David are like, really? They're like, get you out of bed. Why are you still? Gee. Yeah. 
You were uh, you were held at gunpoint and forced to call yourself a spiteful bitch on live TV. That was days ago. <laughs> that was days ago. Get over it. What are you doing. You had to make out with somebody trying to kill you and then kick the gun away from him. Jeez. So yeah, Claire's trying. They're not sympathetic. <laughs> no, not not They're at not, all. They do not give her nothing not at all. Claire's trying to get her out of bed, and then Claire is, you know, trying to, like, just get her to engage in some conversation. She says she's depressed because it's Valentine's Day, but Steve is off playing golf with his new best friend, Dick, and they're having a, right. a great time on Valentine's Day without her. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, Donna keeps saying, you know, I nearly died. Like, this is going to take some time. Yeah. Apparently, it needs to be repeated because they seem to have forgotten. Yeah, Claire wants her to go see a counselor or something. Anything to get her out of bed. Yep, that would be a wise move. David arrives and Donna tries to get Claire to not let him come in. But Claire's like, come on right. in, David. We're in here. And mm -hmm. he brought her roses, a teddy bear, chocolate, and a cherry Danish. So he went, he went all out for Valentine's Day. Ooh, a cherry Danish might get me out of bed. <laughs> And she says, you know, okay, go put the flowers in a vase and I'll be out in a second, I promise. So Claire and David leave the room and they're, you know, as they walk to the kitchen talking about how worried they are about Donna. Yeah. At the dorms, I guess. I don't know where Steve and Dick are, but uh, they're, they're lighting up joints. Dick is like, hey, you want to yeah. smoke a joint? And Steve's like, no, that's okay. I'm not into that. And he's, But he's very easily talked into it. He is. He caves to peer pressure. I don't know if it's here or later, but when you actually see Steve light up, they do like that TV thing where he's like, oh, I'm yeah. about to do it. And then he gets <laughs> off camera yeah. and is like, I'm, oh, I'm smoking so many doobies. <laughs> behind this camera i noticed that that was funny it's pretty funny yeah so yeah th i guess dick's point is like you've gotta get high before you go golfing like that's the best way to golf so okay i, I would think it wouldn't be but whatever no i, I don't think it would help your i would also all, think that, what do I that know? dick is an athlete would not want to partake in such things, but what, whatever. Is. You added a syllable, an athlete, but I think your point is true. It seems like he would really I did. I was take it seriously. really trying to emphasize that he's an athlete. And you did. Yeah. I got it. I understood your point. At the Peach Pit, Valerie is in tears. I mean, she's very upset because her mother is coming into town, Abby. Yeah. So she's, ta she's talking to Tom about how she just ruins everything and... She thinks that every time Abby looks at her, she it's like she's accusing her of ruining her life. She thinks that her mm -hmm. mom blames her for her father's death. And Tom is, you know, yeah. trying to be supportive of her in this moment. Brandon went to go pick up Abby from the airport. It's nice of him. Yeah. And they're talking about pretty much the same thing. And Abby says, you know... Valerie doesn't like me, and I think she blames me for her father's death. So mm. they both are thinking the same thing about the other. Yeah, I had to kind of remember, because Brandon is really chummy with Abby kind of throughout the whole episode. And I had to remember, like, the lore is that, like, the Walshes and the Malones are just, like, best yeah. friends. And they just all grew up, like, hanging out together. So, like, you know, as comfortable as Valerie was with Cindy and Jim in the beginning, like Brandon should be with Abby. And I feel like they do a pretty good job of being like established relationship yeah. already happening. <laughs> the Peach Pit, 
After Dark, I think. David and Chloe are okay. talking about her set. She's going to be opening for Luther Vandross. So it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good gig. And as they're yeah. talking, Luther arrives, and Chloe is just super, super excited to meet him. And the reason he's there, we learn, is because Mel like fixed his tooth or something mel did some work for him that's right that's right and so he's doing david this solid because yeah he just loves mel he loves mel he loves mel yeah (laughs) dental pain is no joke i know it's uh, it's a real okay i know i know it i recently had to this isn't pain i guess but i had to go get impressions done for my um night guard and yeah. it, it almost didn't happen. I mean, they kept trying yeah. to put it in, and I kept almost vomiting all over everyone. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was not yeah. a fun time. I am embarrassingly bad at the dentist. Whenever I have to take like x-rays, they're like, you understand these are the x-rays that we use for infants. They're so small <laughs> that you shouldn't even know that they're there. And they get near my mouth, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't. I try so well, hard, I'm, and I I'm can't I'm glad I'm not it. the only one. No, uh-uh. Kelly Donna Claire's Donna is out of bed, but still in in her robe. But as she and Claire are talking, there's a knock at the door, and it's Cliff, Cliff Yeager, the firefighter. Yeah. Cliff Yeager. Every time I Cliff hear Yeager. Yeager, I think of Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. N- not oh, the same character. Different. Yeah. This. Different. This is Cliff. Yeah. I don't remember where Cliff was. He was going for like, I feel like, I want to say it was like the army was it like something like that was it like i don't know I the national guard or something i feel like there was some kind of some kind of something that took him away whatever yeah you had to go yep he had to go as soon as donna hears that it's cliff she goes into a frenzy trying to get mm-hmm. ready like brushing her teeth putting on real clothes yep. and she like yep. sends claire to the door to kind of stall him cliff brought over flowers and he says that he came to town to see Donna for Valentine's Day because he missed her. So it was a surprise. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. A little hey, awkward, though. I just though. fact-checked this. It was awkward. Cliff was going off to work on an oil rig in Louisiana. That's so right. Less, yes. less of a military thing. Right. So Donna and Cliff go for a walk. And she has to break the news to him that she has a boyfriend. But he isn't very surprised by that. Like, he assumed that she probably was dating. But he's like, you know, you're not engaged, though, right? And she says no. And he says, well, go out with your boyfriend tonight for Valentine's Day. But I'm going to keep asking you out. And we'll see what happens. Uh Uh-oh. And she's not telling him, don't do that. That's true. That is true. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Brandon brings Abby around to see the club. Uh, She wasn't supposed to come until later, so Valerie is a little surprised to see her. Abby is impressed with the club, it seems. Seems to be. And happy to see Valerie. She's a little snarky to Tom. I don't know what the... uh, Yeah. Yeah. The relationship is there, but yeah. yeah. But she's a little snarky to him. So Tom takes her to see the rest of the club and Valerie and Brandon have a little aside where Valerie's like, you know, why did you bring her here? She has ulterior motives. I don't trust her. And Brandon says, you know, like mother, like daughter. (laughs) You say your mom's manipulative, but so are you. Yeah. I thought Brandon went a little hard on Valerie on this one. It was weird that 
Brandon would be saying these things. I feel like, yeah. I don't know, like Kelly saying these well, things would be. Sure, sure. I don't know. But Brand Brandon didn't even say it and kind of like, oh, well, come yeah. on. You, he, we, you know, you, we both have a little bit. He's just kind of like, listen, you're trash. <laughs> and I thought it was. I thought it was harder than he would have and should have. Yeah. Hi, Kelly Donna Claire's. Claire and Kelly are chatting about Tom. They're like sitting out on the deck and Claire's watering the plants or something. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. And yeah. Kelly is still insisting, I'm not using Tom. I, j I really like him. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's killing Valerie. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So David arrives while they're talking and Claire and Kelly are, you know, kind of awkward because they're like, uh, Donna's not here. She went for a walk. We'll tell her you came mm -hmm. by. And he's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's great. She got out of bed. But as he's leaving, he runs into Donna and Cliff arriving home from their walk. And not that David has any leg to stand on when it comes mm -hmm. to fidelity, but True. he is not happy that they no. are together. no. The only thing I can say in David's defense is it's like it's the same day where he tried to get her to go for a walk. And yeah, she didn't go at all. And then he comes and she jumps to it, which like, you know, she was comfortable saying she couldn't with David. She was not comfortable saying that with Cliff. I think they both have reasons to do what they did. I understand. But David, I understand his David hurt feelings. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a little too much. His reaction. It is. It is. Because so, yeah. he's just, like, you know, glad David. you're feeling better. You know, I've been trying mm -hmm. to cheer you up for days, but here's Cliff and yep. you get out of bed. Yep. But Donna's like, I haven't seen him or talked to him in months. Like, you just need to drop this. I didn't know he was coming. And that's that. There's nothing there. Yep. That is that. At the Walsh house, Valerie arrives home to get ready for... The event at the Peach Pit After Dark and her mom is there making coffee and Abby's like, you know, we got off on the wrong foot. Let's just, I'm sorry. You're sorry. We're all good. And Valerie's like, yeah, whatever. Fine. So <laughs> immediately after that, Abby's like, by the way, <laughs> I have a few, yes. I have a few yeah, just little papers just that need your signature. Just a few things. Yeah. No big Not deal. Not a big deal. So she hands over this paperwork and it is for a second mortgage for the house. Mm. And Valerie's like, well, here it is. Here's yeah. the ulterior motive. You came and for this. Abby's like, how dare you? How could you even think? Yes, because apparently somehow when Valerie's dad died, like half the house was left to Abby and the other half was left to Valerie. So Valerie's like a co-owner. So she can't do anything with it without Valerie being like, okay. Yeah. Valerie says, you know, if you need money, just sell the house. And yeah. Abby's like, oh, that's your legacy. I can't sell it. But she says, you know, she she says, I hated dad. I hated that house. And every day you stood by his side. I hated you, too. Yeah. Did we know that Valerie hated her dad? I can't remember. No, I I don't think so. I think that we've we've got some impression that there was some. But it wasn't a great situation, yeah. but to this level, I think it's kind of kind of new. yeah. The Peach Pit after dark, it's party time at the at the Peach Pit. Everybody's there. And Dick and his girlfriend are talking with Claire and Steve. And Claire is very annoyed when she finds out that they've been 
smoking weed. Yeah, cra- uh, it's just crazy that Steve would think that she'd be like, oh, drugs. Yeah, cool. it's fine. Nuts. Yeah, so she hands a joint back to Dick, and then Dick State is super annoyed when she sees that. Yep. So, you know, he's like, thanks a lot, Claire. Mm-hmm. Kelly and Tom have a little flirty, flirty moment, and he says, you know, after this, I want to take you home for a private Valentine's celebration. And Kelly sees Valerie walk in. And so then she starts kissing Tom in front Mm -hmm. of her. Mm -hmm. A little too much, a little too much canoodling, I would say going on. Donna and David arrive and they both seem to be in good spirits. Donna's feeling good to be out and she's happy to be celebrating with David. Brandon and Tracy arrive with Abby. They brought Abby to the party. Abby's a yeah. little worried about how Valerie will act with her being there. Yeah. But not gonna like Tracy's it. like, me and my mom don't get along either. It's fine. <laughs> so as they're going into the peach pit, they pass Steve on his way out. And he says he forgot something in his car, but he goes around the back and meets up with Dick to smoke some more. Yeah. Yeah. Weed. Yeah, we get another classic off-camera drugging. Yep. yep. <laughs> Is that what the kids say? Drugging? Yeah, an let's off-camera drugging. drugging. Okay, yeah. Let's do some drugging. Yeah. Okay. Back inside the peach pit, Chloe is finishing up her set, and David is watching. It felt like that scene in The Greatest Showman, where... <laughs> Yeah, where Hugh Jackman is watching her sing Never Enough and his wife is in the audience being like, "Uh uh-oh, what's happening here? It was that exact thing. So just picture that. Yeah, Yeah, just picture that. (laughs) So she finishes her set and David comes on and says, Luther will be on next. Kelly sits down next to Donna and they start, Donna starts saying like, oh, he's with Chloe all the time working on her music. And Kelly's like, you can't be jealous of her. She's a baby. <laughs> and she is very, like, she does look very young. Yeah, she plays young. She looks for sure. a, a lot younger than the rest of them. And then Kelly, like, kind of calls her out for, like, being with Cliff earlier. Right. She's like, you're worried about yeah. David, but you've been off with Cliff today. Abby tells Valerie that she is proud of her, which Valerie takes as, you make a lot of money, and I want that money. Mm. Mm-hmm. Abby asks, you know, what did I ever do to you? Like, let's, I'm about to go to this convention in San Diego or San Francisco or something. But when I get back, let's work on our relationship. But yeah. Valerie is, she's out. She's like, you can't sweet talk me, sell the house. I'm not talking about this. Yeah. It's good casting. It's good casting. It is. Yeah. Michelle Phillips here as, as Valerie's mom. They've got the same sort of like, in a way, they have the same look, and and the the vibe is right. Like I totally believe that she's Valerie. Like this is the woman who raised yeah. Valerie. I totally <laughs> buy it. Luther Vandross gets on the stage and sings "Here and Now." While yeah. that's happening, Kelly goes over to Tom, and they have a little cuddle. David and Donna have a little cuddle. Steve tries to cuddle with Claire, but she smells his breath and walks away mm-hmm. from him. And Valerie is watching Kelly and Tom and getting super upset watching them. So she goes to the bathroom to have a cry. And Kelly goes to the bathroom as well. I don't know that she followed her on purpose or they just both end up in the bathroom. I don't think so. Yeah. And Valerie 
pleads her case and she she's yeah. very open with Kelly and says, you know, you picked the one guy who ever really loved me. So if you're if you're doing this just to like mess with me, like please let him go. Like if you really want to be with him, I wish you all the best, but like if not, I really need him right now. Yeah. And it's a very it's a good scene. Yeah, it is it's good. Really, and Kelly Kelly really like strong. believes her and uh you know thinks she's being sincere. Yeah, well Kelly's kind of like looks at her and is like well, you're telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she really Cuz Kelly comes in ready to do their banter like normal. Yeah. And then Valerie's just like crying. Yeah. Later on, Luther is singing the other song that you mentioned. I can't remember <laughs> what it was called. Me neither. Claire is super annoyed at Steve because he's like high at this point. He's just like yeah. being goofy. And I hope this doesn't become a storyline. I hope this is just shenanigans because yeah, I thought it was stupid. It was. After Luther gets off the stage, Valerie thanks him for coming. He meets Donna because David also comes over to thank him. And he tells David, tell your dad we're even. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Mel should have got a better favor than yeah. this. Donna wants to go home early and David offers to give her a ride, but she's like, no, no, you have to stay and do stuff here. So I'll just catch a ride with Claire. And it seems like they're just going to like part ways. But then David says, you know, one more thing. <laughs> Why didn't you get out of bed when I came over this morning? And mm -hmm. he brings up like, you know, I've, I've been trying to be there for you and get you out of bed, but then, like, Cliff comes by and you just, like, hop out of bed yeah. and you're... That's all it yeah. takes, yep. And, you know, he implies, like, you've been thinking of this guy the whole time, and she says, that's not true. I told you I haven't talked to him. So as they're having this conversation, Chloe comes over and asks David to go out to dinner with, I guess, her and other people. I think with, like... Luther Vandross and his people, oh, right? Because they maybe. were talking about, I feel like, something like that. And Donna is just like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Go out to dinner. David's kind of like, well, I can go, but Donna's yeah, tired. Yeah, Donna's too tired. Kelly tells Tom that she's going to call it a night as well. And yeah. he's very confused. And she's like, yeah. I changed my mind. <laughs> yep. Don't, not into it. Not into it anymore. She says that you're, you know, you're a great guy. I'm just not in love with you. And he's yeah. like, well, <laughs> who's, who's talking about love right now? Yeah, yeah. And she says, well, Valerie is crazy about you. And I did actually go after you to make her jealous. Like, my feelings were real. I really do like you. Right. But it was mostly to make her jealous. Can't shake those bad stuff. Yeah, so yeah. she and Tom part ways. Oh, came to Koi. At the Peach Pit, Claire and Donna and Kelly stop by to get some pie. And Claire's talking about how Steve didn't give her flowers because he said she would think they were cliche. And they're like, well, you would have thought they were cliche. And he's like, and she says, I know, but it still would have been nice to get them. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we see the waitress. I can't remember her name. Nadine. Nadine comes over and takes their order. As they're waiting for their pie, Donna sees Cliff sitting at the bar eating some food. Yes. Yeah. So she goes over to talk to him and they're very 
you know, flirty, flirty. Mm -hmm. Kelly mm -hmm. and Claire are watching this conversation. And Kelly says that she's rooting for David. Yeah. Her brother. Her brother. Yeah, sometimes. Cliff asks Donna if she wants to go out with him tomorrow night. And she agrees. Oh. So, good for Cliff. I guess so. Back at the Peach Pit After Dark, Tom tells Valerie that Kelly dumped him. And, you know, he doesn't seem too broken up no, about it. Yeah, he's kind of, <laughs> I feel like Tom kind of knew that Kelly had ulterior motives. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he had to. Yeah. Tom gives Valerie a signed Luther Vandross CD. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Had him sign it just for her. Yeah. So he takes the CD and, and puts it in the player and turns on some music and the disco ball and the two of them have a nice little dance and some kissing together. A little kissing. A little kissing. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Yep. At the Walsh house, our last scene, Brandon and Tracy are in bed after a long Valentine's Day, I guess. <laughs> and he gets up to get them some water and says that he's cold or she's cold or somebody's cold. So he tells her to get a t-shirt. But before that, he says, I have a present for you. And yes. then immediately after, he's like, go get a t-shirt. So she goes in his drawer to get a t-shirt, and she finds a ring <sighs> in a ring the box. The Kelly ring. The Kelly ring. Yeah, but she doesn't know. She thinks it's for her. Ugh, so dummy. he comes back in with champagne, and she's like, what a great present. And the answer is yes. And he's Ugh. very confused. He has no idea what she's talking about. And then she shows him the ring. She's like, this is why you wanted me to get a t-shirt. Um, so then we see a flashback to when he asked in Kelly. Case forgot. Yeah, in, in case, case you forgot, forgot to him yeah. asking Kelly to marry him. We return to the present and she can, Tracy can see on his face that something's wrong. And she yeah. realizes that the ring is not for her. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. afraid that he was going to be like, yep. <laughs> we're Great. engaged we're married now and it would yeah. be like a whole thing in the next episode but i don't want to advocate lying but i feel like <laughs> he could have just been like that's ah, a family heirloom you yeah know? that was my <laughs> that was my grandma's he ring. wasn't thinking fast on his feet there he wasn't thinking fast no he wasn't <laughs> so stupid i mean what a dumb proposal anyway she's so thirsty is what she is yeah Kendra. <laughs> hundred oh percent. If I found yeah. a ring in my boyfriend's drawer, I wouldn't be like, yes, no, a thousand times. Yes. No, you put it I'd back. Put it pretend back. Like you yeah. didn't see it and then be mad every time he doesn't propose like anybody would <laughs> like a normal person, like a normal person. Well, I hope this is the beginning of the end. I mean, how do you come back from that? I hope it's the end of the end. I don't I don't even want to be back next episode. <laughs> I want to be next done. episode. They're like, "Where's Tracy? Uh, she, <laughs> we broke up." Yeah, Never Tracy also again. joined the uh, Clinton campaign press corps. She and Susan are bunky together. She and got we'll a, again. she got a, an internship Never. at the Boston. <laughs> right. She's uh, she's working on the Today Show. <laughs> Stupid. Okay, uh, what's your nine to an O snap? Oh boy, uh, I guess I'll give it to the scene with Kelly and Valerie in the bathroom. That's what I was going to say. We are thinking alike. It was so teary and sincere, but also dramatic. I thought Tiffany Amber Thiessen's acting in this episode was really good. Especially I like 
acting against someone who's like brand new to the cast, like who ha- mm-hmm. who is an actress, but like the the connection they had and like how she yeah. just like went full angry at her. She did. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, acting. well, I mean, the chemistry's there. You yeah, know, they just whatever she and Michelle Phillips just kind of like had it. Yeah, so it worked really well. I agree. I noticed that too. It was a lot of good. Yeah. Um. So. I thought it, I thought it was a good episode. I mean, I yeah. I thought the Steve doing drugs thing was really stupid, and yeah, I continue to not care for Tracy. But we really didn't see Tracy this that much in this no. episode, so no, that's fine. No, that's true. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm I'm having a good time. I I agree. Don't like the drug stuff. Uh, I like the addition of Valerie's mom. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, yeah, I'm. I think I hope, it was a pretty pretty solid. I hope overall. Luther Vandross comes back. Yeah, I want him to be. A I regular. want him to be a regular. To... <laughs> yeah, next time he replaces Nat in the Peach Pit. Well, things aren't looking so great for uh, old Luther. <laughs> so I bought this Peach Pit, kids. <laughs> the Peach Pit after after dark. <laughs> okay, well, Kendra, uh, next week you and I are going to reconvene to discuss episode twenty with this ring. <gasps> I we'll do not the wed. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a surprise wedding. Maybe. Maybe you'll finally learn the history of the ring, Kendra. Do you remember all those moons ago when I said, wherever you think Brandon got the ring, it's weirder than that. No, so, I don't even remember you saying that. Yeah, I did say oh, it. Boy. I did say it. And that's about to come to fruition. I don't yes. know if it's this episode, but it's coming. Yes. It's coming. Those of you in the know know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's a weird choice. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, <laughs> In the meantime, you can catch me every other week over on This Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network, where we are having a bad time watching the droids show. So my apologies to everyone. (laughs) But I'm sure you're making the best of a bad situation. Gosh, I hope so. What about you, Kendra? (laughs) I'm Miss Beesbox91 on Twitter, and I have another podcast sometimes that's called yeah. 90s music yeah. got me like where we talk about 90s music uh it's yeah. been a little bit of a break over there but yeah. we're we're coming back been sometime been a lot of uh upheaval in the mickles household positive upheaval positive boy, upheaval but yeah all it's very been, positive but it's been uh it's been a time lately yeah. so yes it has you know yes it has we'll see but you're here yeah but you're here and now <laughs> <laughs> okay, 9021, here we go. Here we go!